And though you protest your disinterest, I know clandestinely. You're gonna grin and bear it, your newfound popularity. Welcome to episode 10 of the Broadway Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and today's episode features my guest co-host, Eliza, who is a junior at Texas State. Our guest for today is none other than the incredible Haley Pashoon. She is best known for starring as Glinda in the national tour of Wicked. Um, she also has a movie credit in Hairspray, and she also recently wrapped up productions at the Muni, including Legally Blonde and Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Um, today's episode touches base on Wicked, um, more specifically the audition material that you might expect going into a long-running show, um, and also auditions. Um, it is back to school season, so I thought we could cover that. Um, so you'll hear a little bit about, you know, her advice as far as, you know, what to prepare for an audition and, you know, and anything like that. So stay tuned for episode 10 of the Broadway Your Way podcast. The best of Broadway returns six. Moulin Rouge, the musical. Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. Ain't Too Proud, Pretty Woman, Jesus Christ Superstar, and as a special season option, the return of Wicked, an unforgettable season to look forward to. We're saving your seat. Memorial Herman, Broadway at the Hobby Centers, 22-23 season. Third Act is theater's first NFT marketplace where fans collect theater's most memorable moments. Everything sold through Third Act comes straight from the shows you love with a percentage going back to the people who made them. Welcome to Third Act, where theater collects. Good morning. How is everyone today? We're good. Pretty good. Is my audio okay? Yes, ma'am. Audio is okay. good. Okay, cool. Yes, yes. So before we start this um, little interview off, um, I would like to welcome my guest co-host for today, Eliza. Yeah. Hello. Hi, I'm Eliza. I'm just here to join Lance, just a fellow theater lover, for this really special episode with Haley. Ah! Yes. Uh, oh my gosh, I've never had a guest co-host um, on an episode before, but so I'm very, very excited to have you on today. Um you're at Texas State currently, correct? I am. I'm currently a junior studying theater at Texas State. Yay. Oh, my gosh. That's Caitlin so Hopkins cool. is still running that program, right? Yes, she is. Please tell her hi and that I love her. I will. I will. Saw her yesterday. I'll, I'll tell her. Okay, good. Yay. <laughs> um, and for today's guest, um, everyone might know her from um, from the National Tour of Wicked and also a few productions at the Muni. Please welcome Haley Pashoon. Hi, everyone. Hey. 
Starting, starting. So I'm sorry I interrupted earlier. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're good. Um, Texas State, I think, has one of the best musical theater programs, like in the state, if not in the country. Um, so that's actually really cool that you know, you know, the staff over at Texas. Yeah, yeah. Caitlin's really brought that program up. And when I was on tour with Wicked, I stopped at Texas State and did like a master class for the students. Amazing. Um, it's so so great. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's such a great program. Um, so yeah, um, we're going to start from the very beginning. Um, I love asking everyone this question. Where did everyone grow up and when did everyone realize they wanted to do theater? Take it away, Haley. <laughs> okay, I'm originally from Kansas. Uh, I grew up in Kansas and I think I knew I wanted to do theater when I was watching Disney movies and I would have to have a costume for whatever I was doing. Like I would always wear a costume, whether it be to the grocery store, um, just out and about. But I had this like little Cinderella um, uh, apron and inside it, I had my two little stuffed mice from Cinderella and I would ask my mom for frozen corn because I would feed the carpet like she fed the ducks <laughs> um so I kind of knew then but I started working professionally when I was 10 so I've mm. known for a very long time that this is what I guess I should do <laughs> yeah oh that's so cool um and Eliza how about you yeah um I grew up south Texas in the valley um just doing theater in middle school and high school and actually as like corny as this is like the very first production professional production I saw was Haley and Wicked with dance and that like forever like solidified what I wanted to do it was so magical I love that so much (laughs) yeah um I guess me I guess I mean I've been performing you know like in like I did kids theater when I was like maybe like seven or eight and I did uh theater throughout middle uh throughout middle school and high school um so and yeah actually solidified Wicked was that show as well that kind of solidified um doing theater throughout school for me um but I will add that my first show that I ever saw was Legally Blonde and I know Haley you you wrapped up Legally Blonde at the Muni, so we are going to talk about that in a bit, because how insane is it that, you know, the first Glinda that I saw just wrapped up the first musical that I saw. I feel like that's so ironic. Full circle. Yeah, it's <laughs> completely full circle. Um, so, yeah. Um, and Haley, I'm glad that you brought up that you started a musical theater professionally when you were 10. Um, hopefully I'm not wrong, but was that The Sound of Music with Laura Benazzi? That was when I was 12. <laughs> when you were but 12, yes. okay. Um, so I started working professionally when I was a kid in Kansas City. Mm, um, okay. At There was a dinner theater that I performed at. And then after that, I did a summer at a children's theater where I played Pippi and Pippi Longstockings. That's okay. when I was 11. Oh, wow. And then when I was 12, I made my Broadway debut in The Sound of Music with Laura. Yay! Oh my gosh, how did that uh, opportunity come about? So, it's kind of a long-ish story, but I'll try to I'll try to make it small. Um, so there was a touring production of Oliver that came through Kansas City, and they would mm-hmm. hire local kids in it every city. Um, this is a tour that Andrea McArdle Andrea McArdle was on. She uh, 
original Annie mm-hmm. and Richard, Richard Klein. And I got to be really close with the dance captain and he really liked us local kids in Kansas City. He's like, you guys can actually dance and like you do, mm-hmm. you do all the things. And we were like, well, yeah, because we're taught well, like this is, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. So then the next year he was telling us that that same company who did Oliver was going to be doing the sound of music. So me and one of the kids who did Oliver flew to LA, we auditioned for it. I did not get it. My friend ended up getting it. And then he did a tour of sound of music. So then we're in New York on vacation during spring break and the, my friend who got it, his mom found out that the Broadway company was having auditions for the Broadway tour. And she was like, Kyle's not going to audition because he's tired of doing Sound of Music. Why don't you go do, why don't you audition since, you know, you didn't get this tour. Maybe you can get this tour. So my mom like called Bender Casting and asked them if we could audition. Like, it doesn't happen this way, you guys. And also, <laughs> don't ever do that. Like, <laughs> so we, they were like, yeah. So I auditioned and they liked me and they said, can you come back next weekend? So we flew back next weekend and then they ended up telling my parents, hey, we're actually not considering her for the tour. We're considering her for the Broadway company. Um, so we need you to go to the theater and we need to measure you because in a long running Broadway show, you're going to get it because you're talented, but you're also going to get the show because you fit the costumes mm-hmm. uh, because those costumes are expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they had to make sure that I fit the costumes. And also with the Bontrap kids, they have to make sure that, you know, you're the right height. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going to cover Louisa Ambrigida they have to give you some growth room as well in your contract. So you're allowed to grow so much as a kid. And then once you hit that height, you're out. Mm. So I got measured and they were like, you're a fourth of an inch too tall because I was already going to be too tall. And then to give me my growth room. So I didn't get it. And then like two days later, they called and said, nope, we want you. You start Tuesday. So that's the long story. But, um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, thank goodness for my friend's mom who told us you guys should go audition because if she didn't, that would have never happened. Yeah, yeah, that's that's insane. That's nice, right? Yeah, it is. And I we usually don't, you know, kind of hear about, you know, what like the process of having a child go into a show. So that's kind of some, you know, great insight, especially for you know younger theater. Uh, fans or you know the younger generation that want to go into theater professionally to kind of get a you know get an idea and a sense of okay you I'm this role or like I'm this age this height you know not saying that that's going to define you in the long run but at where you're at right now it would be you know kind of ideal to look into the roles that you do fit in that sense yeah mm-hmm. and you know our business is very specific sometimes like mm-hmm. you for certain roles like you have to look a certain way yeah um, or be a certain type um whatever that may be but um yeah especially for kids it's it's pretty tough um because yeah. you know you're working late at night and I had I was in I had a tutor for when I was in rehearsals and then mm-hmm. luckily when I was in the show it was about the last couple months of seventh grade for me so I finished school with a tutor and I loved it because it was one-on-one learning. Yeah. I got all my work done in like a day. 
it was great. And I am terrible at math. So I was able to like ask my teacher, I was like, I don't understand this. And she really helped me uh, to understand math. Um, you know, anything over seventh grade math, I'm like, no, 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 ma'am, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but thank you so much for that little insight um, for that. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about hopefully everyone's favorite show. Um, I'm sure Eliza's favorite show and my favorite show. Um, Wicked! <laughs> I had to add that. I had to add that. You had to. Um, I just had to. Um, what was that experience like for you to tour nationally with with Wicked? So I had auditioned for Wicked for six years. Oh wow! And at first they told me I had only ever auditioned with Linda. At first they told me, you'll never play this role unless you start in the ensemble and cover her. Mm. And for some reason, I was like, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm only going to be auditioning for Glinda and I will get this part and I will only play Glinda. Like, I just had something in me where I was like, nope, I'm not going to do it the way that you think I should. I'm going to do it my way. And luckily it happened right time, right place in my life. Um, you know, I also said I never wanted to go out on tour again unless it was Glenda and Wicked. I had done the Hairspray tour and I loved it, but touring's really hard. And I'm a homebody. I like being in New York because I like being able to do stuff during the day, whether it be auditions or teach or do a workshop of a new show while I'm in my Broadway show at night and to sleep in my own bed. Mm -hmm. But once Wicked came around and I was like, yep, I'll, I'll do anything. And it happened. And for me, a legit soprano, there's not many of those roles where you also get to be funny. <laughs> so that was a dream, obviously wearing the costumes, uh, meeting Jenny Denoya, who was my Elphaba, has mm -hmm. been the greatest gift of that entire contract. We call each other our life partners. <laughs> we talk every single day. <laughs> I truly don't know what I would do without her. It's just brought me um, a lot of great people in my life. And I'm still lucky enough that I get to do some press events for them. I'm doing one this weekend in DC. And, you know, it's to be part of that world is really, really special. And, you know, when people will say like, oh, you're a Glinda, like it means something. And it's really, yeah. I'm like so honored that I got to, not only like live my dream, but to be a part of the dream, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's so, you know, with Glenda, anyone who has that kind of name or like that role under them is like, you know, doing incredible work, like they're on after, um, which is very, very exciting. Um, I know you touched base a little bit on, you know, the audition process. Um, for Wicked, but for those who do want to, you know, audition for a role like Glenda, what was the audition process like? And, you know, more specifically, and what, you know, what can people expect whenever they go into that? So with Wicked and long running shows, you know, like, like a Phantom or Wicked or Lion King, they have their packets ready for you, you get your Glenda packet. And in that Glenda packet is the very beginning of the first little bit that she sings, the let us be glad, that part, that was terrible. Um, and you sing a little bit of that. 
then you do a cut of popular. You do the scene before popular into popular. Mm. And then I think there's another scene. I can't even remember. You'd think I'd remember after having done it over and over for six <laughs> years. Um, but the first time, you know, you're first really going in for casting. And then if, you know, casting kind of approves you, then you'll go in for uh, the associate director. Mm. And then, like, my final one was Joe was in there, Joe Mantello, the director, mm -hmm. David Stone, the producer. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't really remember who else. I just remember them because I had worked with them previously. I worked on Pell Joey on Broadway with Joe, mm -hmm. and I knew David um, socially. So I knew that they were in there because I was like, oh, my people, you know, but... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so you just do that. It's a quick little packet. And you'd think that they would have you do more, but the show's been around for so long and they've seen so many people do it. They just kind of know what they're looking about. for. Yeah. yeah. You can tell right off the bat. Definitely. Um, and that's um that's also another, you know, nice thing for, for people to know about auditions is that when you do have a long running running show, you've had so many people that come, you know, before you. So there's like different takes on it, but they all have, you know, different yet similar nuances. So you kind of know, like maybe do, I feel like a little bit of research might help, not necessarily, you know, like a full on bootleg, but, you know, definitely <laughs> like, um, but definitely, you know, just getting to know each, like a few of the people who have played the part, it would be, you know, nice to kind of take notes, I think. Yeah, I think for any show, if you're going in as a replacement, it's important to try to see the show before you go in, um, you know, to know the tone, um, to help you maybe figure out what you're going to wear at the audition. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I remember when I auditioned for a replacement in Something Rotten, I knew that I was also auditioning to be the cover for Portia. Mm -hmm. Well, everyone showed up that day. It's a tap show everyone showed up in like little tiny tap skirts and like a little cute little top. And I was, I dressed kind of like a Puritan because that's what Portia looks like. I wore this like black top with a white collar and a pants. I was the only person in pants. And I was like, well, okay, whatever. Like everyone else was dressed like it was for 42nd street. And I was like, have you guys seen the show? Like also that's not the role of Portia, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't think that my dress like really helped me get the show because I did a, a good job, but I think it's very important, you know, you should dress in the style and mm -hmm. you need to know what you're auditioning for. The research is important. Right. That's it, that's very good to um add. And we are gonna talk about auditions and more specifically, um, since we do have a theater student in the in the room today, um, we are gonna talk about that a little later on. Um what was uh what were some of your favorite cities uh, that you visited on tour with Wicked? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, I have to think. Um, Milwaukee was great. Um, Madison was amazing. We loved Cleveland, um, which is funny. Like we were there during Christmas time. Um, I think where I loved Cleveland, Jenny and I had a great little house that we found on Airbnb. Mm. Uh, the food, everything place you go to eat in Cleveland has like a gluten-free and a vegan option which I'm neither of those but I just found that amazing mm. 
Uh, and then the Christmas Story House was there during Christmas, so that was like pretty special. Yeah. Um, Kansas City, obviously, that should have been the first thing. I'm from Kansas City. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I said that like fourth. Um, <laughs> but we did. I performed in the theater where I did all of my dance recitals growing up, so that was like really trippy. Yeah. What other ones? We stayed more like Midwest. Um. Yeah, that was our. I mean, the theaters were cool, too. Like, some of the theaters might have been, like, the cities themselves in some theaters, in some towns, like, maybe might not have been great, but, like, the theaters were really cool, too. So that's, like, another. San Antonio was great. Mm. I was about to say, San Antonio has a really beautiful theater. That theater is so stunning. Yeah. Um, But then other other theaters, you're, like, sometimes that city is not great. Also, we're downtown. When we're touring, you know, we're not living, unless you have a car, some people drive the tour, staying downtown where sometimes there's not a lot of stuff and things close after five o'clock, you know, but Mm -hmm. our day starts at five o'clock, maybe later. Uh, So sometimes that affects our opinions on a city because there might not be stuff to do within walking distance of where Mm -hmm. we're at. Um, So, you know, if I didn't say your city, you know, that's, that's maybe one reason why. <laughs> um, that's also good to know um, about, like, you know, going from city to city for, like, future um, performers or anyone who's about to, you know, possibly go on tour. Um, you know, kind of keep a keep a lookout um, as far as, like, what there is to do and, you know, just where everything is in the vicinity to the theater. I think that's really important. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, the housing is not great, depending on, and that really can affect how you feel about the city too it's It's true it's little things yeah it's always the little things that kind of make up everything like as a whole yeah definitely um I do want to talk about a little bit about the costumes I mean those costumes are iconic (laughs) um I mean so many you have the big bubble dress you know that they still take that picture to you know this day of Glinda in the bubble um and then you know sometimes Glinda like and alphabet at the end during for good you have those press shots um what were some of your favorite costumes and um and I guess add this in as well what were the most comfortable and what were the not most comfortable okay so are you talking wicked or all my shows um I guess let's do wicked and if actually I do want to know a little bit about hairspray as well because those costumes are insane Insane. like iconic as well yeah so with Wicked, my favorite costume is the bubble dress. I'm a dress girl through and through. Like some girls like purses, some girls like shoes. I'm a dress girl. My whole closet is full of dresses. Mm-hmm. So to wear a huge dress with glitter all over you and all over your body and a crown, like it doesn't get better. <laughs> and it just, you feel great. It's yeah. very heavy. Uh, it's very, very heavy. I actually had to have a fitting yesterday because the event I'm doing this weekend is in costume. So I like relived my life in the bubble dress last night or yesterday. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot how heavy this was. It's really heavy. Yeah. Um, the most comfortable Glinda dress, probably one short day, the yellow, because it's really lightweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I really do like her shiz outfit though. It's so cute. Like the little jacket with the white dress, like it's in a little hat. Yeah. Pictured me in that though, because it was a quick change. That's such a bummer. Yeah. Um, but other shows, I mean, one of my other favorites, again, is a dress covered in sequins that I wore in Chaplin that was made for me as Mildred Harris. And it's beautifully designed by Amy Clark and it's spun beautifully and again just covered in sequins and I loved it. Yeah well I those I mean I like I always like looking at shows um not only you know from like a musical standpoint and acting standpoint but also like overall design. I mean you have the set design you also have the costume design so I think taking into account all of those I think especially if it's someone's first time to the theater kind of brings out you know it kind of makes it the full experience totally definitely yeah um let's switch gears over to the muni um I I'm so I don't I, I guess you could say I'm kind of a little mad I wish I could see you know all the shows that the muni puts on because I hear nothing but like great you know astounding reviews and accolades um, you recently wrapped up Legally Blonde um, at the Muni and also Joseph, correct? Yes, I yeah. stood by for Alphaba herself, Jessica yes, Voss. Jessica Voss. <laughs> um, what, what were those shows like? What was that experience, those experiences like to be at the Muni? So being in Legally Blonde was super fun. I, I keep calling this year of mine with career jobs, like my princess track year, because all <laughs> I've done this year for work has been roles that do like one song and then they're done. <laughs> uh, the beginning of this year, I played Brenda in Catch Me If You Can at Arena mm -hmm. Stage. She has one song in act two. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of two. Um, then I did Lauren and Kinky Boots at Sacramento, and that's one song in act one. Then Brooke Windham in Legally Blonde, one song in Act Two. But they're always the roles that like are really fun too. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's always pressure with Princess Tracks roles because you have one song, and while that's amazing, and you're like, I just have one, then you flip it and you're like, Well, I only have one, so I have to make it really good. And if I don't do it well, this is how my brain works, then I have nothing to redeem myself after. Mm. so it has to be good every single night not saying right. you know it wouldn't be if I had more to do but you know what I mean like you can pace yourself through something instead of just that one song yeah um but doing it you know while jump roping was a new challenge that <laughs> I haven't really done I jump rope as my own workout so to yeah. combine the two I think was fun <laughs> and then standing by for the narrator and Joseph mm -hmm. was hard because that show is the narrator and yeah. you are narrating the story. story. So if you say a wrong lyric, you like people around you are acting out what you're saying. And if you mm -hmm. mess up a lyric, like, like there goes the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, luckily I never had to go on, but with the pressure of COVID in our business, mm -hmm. you know, if, God forbid Jessica did get COVID, I would have had to go on. Right. And there's only seven shows, but the Muni moves so fast that we always say one day at the Muni is a week. Mm -hmm. because you do so much work. Um, so it was really 
emotionally a little difficult for me because I was, I had to make sure I knew that track in case she got sick. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm, for my well-being of state, I'm glad that it was over because, you know, <laughs> if I had to stand by for a long running show, that's yeah. okay because it's like, I know I'll go on, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. this is like, you have seven shows. And, and if something happens, I have to be, like, there's no turning back. Like, no, yeah. like, no one else. Yeah. Yep. And and I like that also like how you mentioned and I'm glad that we're bringing it to light. The Muni I think does a wonderful job at like, doing show after show after show. Um, well, it was Legally Blonde and then Color Purple. I think Color Purple was after, yeah. Yeah, and then Joseph and then yeah. I, I think their their turnaround, you know, in between productions is insane. It's two um, days. Yeah, two days to like take two everything days down and then. Everything yeah um and I followed him on Instagram and it's just crazy to kind of see you know during what during Legally Blonde performances the cast for the color purple they were already rehearsing in that rehearsal space yeah yeah the process just seems so fast the process I was just saying that the process just seems so fast and overwhelming at times yeah you have to come fully memorized like you can't there's no time I mean you can come knowing your lines like I can't fully memorize my lines until I've staged through something right um but like you need to know your lines because there's no time like once you learn something let's say you know one dance you don't really go back to that dance until the designer run through which mm. is your wow. last day in, on the rehearsal platform and then Let's say, let's say Legally Blonde closes on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Monday night, the color purple is on stage in their first tech rehearsal. Oh my so gosh. Sunday night after the show into Monday morning, mm-hmm. the crew is getting everything ready, costumes, sets, lighting. And that's how it happens for every show there. It's insane. It seems like a really well-oiled machine. It is. And everyone is so nice. We all love going back. Yeah. Um, And I'll also add the Muni is an outdoor theater. Um, What is it it like to, you know, kind of perform in an outdoor venue? I love being outside, especially in the summer. I'm a summer Mm -hmm. baby, so I love it. But it does affect you deeply like if it's hot mm. and you're wearing coats like they have water and Gatorade backstage for you sometimes you'll wear ice in your clothes mm-hmm. um because it gets so hot uh also it can affect your allergies which can affect your voice you're just exhausted by the time that you're done but I remember when I did Gypsy there like I'm on stage singing and all of a sudden I see a full moon behind 11,000 people and I was like this is insane like I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world so I love it some people it's not for them but I just love it yeah um I feel I don't know I feel like we have we have like we have the Miller Outdoor Theater here in Houston and whenever there's a like a show going on that Tux will sometimes put on yeah I I love going to you know going to watch them just because it's it's different than watching a show at the alley theater or at the hobby center um but it, it doesn't it makes for like a great experience I think and I mean it's outdoors so and honestly I think the acoustics are like really 
well put together. I think like outdoor venues sometimes have like the best acoustics yeah. versus like, an indoor venue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right on, Maisie. <laughs> oh, um, let's, um, so because we do have a college student, I was going to, I'm going to hand over Eliza the reins as far as um, college, um, you know, any college advice, any audition advice, you know, perhaps post-college. So if you have any questions, feel free to, you know, ask her. Yeah, I was just wondering, did you, did you go to school for theater? for one year and then I uh, got the hairspray tour and basically went to the University of Hairspray for what would have been the rest of my college years Uh, my sophomore year I was on the road my junior year I did the movie and Broadway and then senior year Broadway so it was I ponied I ponied through college (laughs) just wondering if you had any advice for those who are pursuing theater in college well especially now in school I'm always telling my students I'm like take all the classes that you can now because once you get to wherever you are like it's hard to find the time it's hard to find the money Mm -hmm. um and taking as many classes as you can will only make you a better performer um even if you're really bad at something like just try it uh because you never you might need that skill for something later on Mm. yeah that's pretty helpful yeah yeah Yeah. um I guess well I I guess sometimes I'm like oh my goodness like all my theater friends are like going into theater like for school for in college I'm a nursing major we do need nurses um I mean nurses all around are you know anywhere you know needed um but for those who are not in you know college for theater or you know uh doing uh theater in school but still want to kind of pursue theater what advice do you have for them uh like community-wide like community I guess yeah like starting like community and I guess a little more so professionally as well um I mean if you're given the opportunity to audition for something, like, why not do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Professional-wise, like, I don't know, maybe I'm terrible at this. I'm like, ooh, what would I say? I mean, I'm, I'm also to a point right now where I'm like, what else is there for me to do? Because I've been doing this for so long. Um, so I'm like looking at like muggle life. I'm like, what is muggle life? Like, what is that? What are jobs that I could do in the muggle world? Um, but if you're wanting to do it professionally, I mean, really the same thing of what I would say community wise, like if you're able to attend the audition, like go for it, you know, you never know, um, be prepared and, um, yeah, be nice. Like that's what yeah. it. Yeah, um, and I'm glad that, you know, you we put it out there and we kind of touch base as far as just put in the work. I, I think, like, regardless of what we're doing, you know, like, in school or, you know, outside of school, anything like that, if you want to, if you want to do it, just do it, you know, like, I don't mean to, what, I don't mean to steal from Nike, but just do it. <laughs> yeah, um, but 
thank you so much. I'm so glad that we're able to talk today. Oh my gosh, I'm thrilled to meet both of you. Yeah. I can't believe this. Um, I mean, where did you guys see the show? Did you see it in Houston or San Antonio? Yeah, we saw it in Houston. Mm-hmm. That Hobby Center is gorgeous. Is Those dressing rooms are huge. Oh my God, I still like remember where we sat, Lance. No, like, I know I do. No, I do too. It's funny whenever I, whenever I'm like hanging out with friends or like or anything like that, or like I'm going out on a date with someone, I'm always like, I'm a theater nerd. I saw Wicked like 2013. I remember where I sat. I could literally like take you if we ever go to the hobby center. I could literally take us to where we sat. Like it was just love, that would love theater. That. Yeah, I love that. And we love Houston too. Like that mall is amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had Jenny and I had great housing there. Again, we lived together in every city. We were like, we just want to be together all the time. Um, yeah. But the audiences were great. I remember, oh my God, Houston had the craziest stage door moments for us. We uh-huh. had to have security oh. and we would be out there an hour after every show signing for people and people oh, would come God. in costume. Like the fans in Houston were amazing. Oh. And I'm going back next year because they uh, they um, they have the show for the upcoming season, Wicked for the upcoming season, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so excited to watch it again. I mean, what? And and also I'll throw it out there. I mean, hopefully she'll be you know our she'll be my second Elphaba in uh in the show, but Lissa who plays Elphaba right now um she's half Filipina so coming from you know like someone who was you know born there from the Philippines I think it's I'm like oh my gosh yes like she you know she she sounds and looks amazing in the book yeah that's really cool yeah it is so cool um yeah thank you so much for coming on today Haley oh my gosh my absolute pleasure yes and thank you so much Eliza for coming on today of course whenever i'm here hit me up yes i will um before i before we end this where can everyone find you on social media i'm at haley h-a-y-l-e-y underscore p-o-d-s-c-h-u-n yay oh my goodness um and i'm assuming everyone can you like follow you and see whatever you know great theater stuff yes follow along on all my adventures I'm trying to get better at TikTok so any advice (laughs) anyone has just send it to me immediately because I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) yes 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 oh my gosh thank you so much today um thank you so much everyone for coming on today only one Broadway musical has shown us what it means to have brains, heart, and courage. And now, finally, it's back for good. Make your first trip back to Broadway a trip to the land of Oz and the one show that makes you feel everything. Wicked. Get your tickets today. The best of Broadway returns six. Moulin Rouge, the musical. Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. Ain't Too Proud. Pretty Woman. Jesus Christ Superstar. And as a special season option, the return of Wicked. An unforgettable season to look forward to. We're saving your seat. I've been waiting for 
Memorial Hermann Broadway at the Hobby Centers 22-23 season. Third Act is theater's first NFT marketplace where fans collect theater's most memorable moments. Everything sold through Third Act comes straight from the shows you love with a percentage going back to the people who made them. Welcome to Third Act, where theater collects. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 10 of the Broadway Your Way podcast. I would love to give a huge thank you to my guest, co-host Eliza, and a warm thank you to today's guest, Haley Pachoon. Be sure to follow her on Instagram at Haley underscore Pachoon to catch a glimpse of some fun new projects she's currently working on. Today's sponsors include Broadway at the Hobby Center and theater's first NFT marketplace, Third Act. Head over to Broadway at the Hobby Center's website, that's www.thehobbycenter.org, to view the upcoming season of national tours, including Six, Pretty Woman, and Wicked. Then head on over to thirdact.digital to view a cool collection of theater memorabilia. Be sure to follow me at Broadway Your Way for more exciting podcast episode announcements. And though you protest your disinterest, I know clandestinely. You're gonna grin and bear it, your newfound popularity.